You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Architects Gray Park Sand have recently completed a $5.1 million trade school at Somerville Secondary College in Melbourne. Mark Freeman, the architect behind it all, says designing an effective vocational education space must be collaborative. I'm education editor James Wells and Mark joins me to discuss these ideas. Begin, can you just give us the key points of Somerville Tech College and what makes it different? Yeah, look, Somerville uh, Secondary College is an existing school uh, down on the Mornington Peninsula. Uh, it's been in operation since about 2006, uh, and uh, a couple of years ago they were successful in receiving federal funding for one part of uh, a trade training centre to be sort of provided on campus uh, at, the, at the college. What happened uh, to grow that project um, was the state government put in additional funding of about $4 million, um, and we were briefed to design and build a $5.1 million technical and trade training centre. This uh, building was basically to supplement and complement the existing specialist facilities they had on site, um, and in particular was to uh, position the college as a provider of a certificate to vocational training that would be delivered by a TAFE provider on the peninsula as well too. So. It was really strategic in uh, providing not just the school but with the uh, students in that area from uh, sort of surrounding secondary colleges with an opportunity to establish their own pathways into uh, sort of vocational training and further education. What are some of its key design aspects? One of the, I suppose broadly, uh, because it was a building that was required to fit into an existing campus and an existing context, um, we worked very closely with the school in terms of what they liked about their school and what they didn't like. Um, the, building, uh, the buildings that they currently occupy as, as the major part of their school, uh, as I said, were designed in 2006, but they wanted something that was a departure from the architecture. They wanted something that really uh, sort of celebrated the concept of students uh, obviously pursuing uh, pathways out of uh, secondary education but they also wanted to really celebrate the concept of specialist vocational training and put that on show. Um, because the building itself, this new building is located at the front of the campus, it, it by default has become the new uh, front door to the school. So it's very much so uh, a, a building that sort of sits comfortably in the landscape of the sort of uh, context of the street and the surrounding area, uh, but it does need to uh, sort of provide a very strong uh, image and identity for the school, um, sort of obviously indicating that it, it is still a secondary school. So um, in the case of the, the new building, uh, the, the key design attributes are that we, we really looked at the existing landscape. Um, it is a, a site uh, which has a degree of Indigenous significance that obviously goes back many, many years. Um, the existing school was designed to uh, utilise uh, Indigenous uh, motifs and colourings. So we drew on a few of those, but the, the client and the school really wanted to uh, have a, a new building that sort of exhibited a departure from that language and be a lot more um, sort of uh, simple in its uh, architecture, but also quite refined um, and, and also being quite robust as well too. So we utilised a, a reasonably neutral materials palette, but we wanted to ensure that we had a building that exhibited attributes of being robust uh, and evidenced how it was put together. 
uh, as, as sort of the key aspects of the, the architecture, I suppose. Is there still a little bit of the local Indigenous heritage in the building? Look, we were lucky in a way. Um, the site is actually subject to various uh, Indigenous overlays. The area of land that this project was built on was sitting just outside of those, so that was really quite uh, quite good that we that we didn't have to sort of curtail the building envelope. Um, if you're uh, if you've seen some of the imagery for the project, uh, it does sit sort of uh, at the base of a hill. Uh, it's surrounded by some really nice existing vegetation, um, and there is a really strong flow from the existing school agora out to some wetlands and uh, and sort of native bushland beyond. So our building acts as a bit of a capturing point for that. Um, and what we really tried to do was uh, ensure we had as much glazing as possible for students not only to see outside and connect with the existing landscape, but also for people outside the building to look through it uh, to the school and the landscape beyond as well. So we tried to get as much transparency as we could um, uh, in and through the building. Um, and obviously by default, as part of that, uh, we were really trying to ensure that the, the learnings and the interesting um, sort of training that was occurring inside the buildings was really evident to both visitors and, and students who were within the building. Can you go into a bit more broadly about what goes into designing uh, an effective vocational education space? Yeah, look, I think one of the key things is obviously our practice has a really uh, sound understanding of education and training at all levels from early years right through to adult education but I think one of the key attributes of designing effective learning space or vocational training space is understanding the potential for cross-disciplinary connections between what tend, what tend to be sort of traditionally isolated vocational sort of skills units like building construction. What we wanted to do with Somerville was to establish a, a sort of centre of excellence for design and technology which encompass building construction and plumbing and electrotechnology, but also brought in some of the school's existing art uh, and uh, sort of technology type curriculum as well. What we really wanted to ensure was that the school was provided with a, a true multidisciplinary specialist facility that would allow for cross collaboration between these disciplines and it would allow students effectively to work uh, in terms of planning, modelling, prototyping, and then ultimately building and realising um, various sort of, uh, sort of studies that they might undertake as part of their curriculum. So for us, it was about providing very effective and simple and agile um, workshop type environments, ensuring that they were healthy and sustainable uh, and engaging places to be in. They weren't certainly the sort of dark and dirty workshops of old. They're more like contemporary laboratory type spaces. And I think part of that really, James, is uh, that level of transparency and connectivity uh, to other spaces within the building is really, really quite strategic. So we know that students can work independently and they can work in groups. And so within the building and beyond the original facilities brief, we were able to provide a mixture of informal and formal uh, small and medium scale spaces for students to work individually or in teams to come up with uh, uh, problems uh, and develop solutions at all stage of uh, their sort of learning from, as I said, from design through to uh, sort of prototyping and, and building and realising. So it's a really important part of vocational training that students can see what sits either side 
of their sort of skills units that they're working on and, and how it relates to other areas of trade or other areas of learning. So the whole openness of the building helps get students out of their silos and, and see how their work interacts with people in other disciplines. Is that is that correct? Correct. Correct. I mean, traditionally, many schools have trade areas which, you know, trade areas or technical schools of the past have, uh, where they have tended to focus on traditional skills like woodwork and metalwork, have tended to be, you know, reasonably male-centric in a way. And part of what we wanted to do here was to show not just the school, but show uh, the region that there were pathways for female students to participate in traditionally or what has been traditionally male-oriented domains like plumbing and building construction and really broaden, um, I think, both male and female sort of student understanding of how various skills and vocational training does actually relate to a whole and much broader area of, uh, of building construction and technology. A lot of this would be on focusing social interaction as well. Exactly. Uh, obviously within the building and, and any project that you are involved in when you're out in the construction industry, say for example, you are collaborating. You are working either with your design team, you're working with consultants, you are working with uh, tradespersons, uh, you're working with builders and you're working with authorities. and you, So you're always collaborating, you're always working as a team. And I think part of uh, this uh, project in particular was to show students that um, not only can they be aware of uh, you know, opportunities uh, for working sort of collaboratively in a team on a project, but they have spaces to actually move uh, between working independently uh, and creating or crafting a, a concept or a solution to a problem to then working as part of a team to actually ultimately collectively develop a solution and build, build, a, build a sort of a, a prototype, so to speak, for that problem. It's a great uh, project. Uh, we know the school is certainly very excited about it. And I think, uh, you know, it's probably fair to say that the school um, is, is certainly glad that they have been able to sort of bring this new project to the region. And uh, I, know, I do know that the schools that are sort of coming to visit uh, the space for their, their time allocation during the week are, are certainly really, uh, really happy that they've uh, sort of moving out of their existing trade areas into something that's a lot more contemporary.